You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, you're listening to Nerd Overload, your favorite pop and geek culture show, kissing 2016 goodbye. I don't want to put 2016 in my lips. <laughs> uh, I'm Sam. I'm Josh. I'm Samantha. And I'm Cody. We have a great show for you this week, a bunch of news, but first let's get into some things we've been checking out. I have tasted virtual reality and it is sweet. You have been to the <laughs> VR zone? Yes. Oh man. Samantha got me uh, PlayStation VR for Christmas and it is very, very cool. Oh, cool. Swanky. Yeah. Uh, the 3D works for me. Really? Which is weird because I have, you know, terrible eyeballs that don't want to do 3D. <laughs> what do you have, like astigmatism? Yeah, or something. But for some reason in the headset, the 3D works. Like, I can see more depth in virtual reality than I can in real reality. In actual reality. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So that's that's really cool. Um, I guess we talk about the games. That's kind of important. Um. Well, there's. I, I heard an article. I read an article a while back about a guy who tried, who couldn't see 3D in movie theaters, and he tried VR when it was in the testing phases or something, and it somehow something clicked in his head and it fixed his eyes huh. to where he started. He was able to see the stereoscopic whatever in theaters afterwards. I wonder if I'll be able to see 3D in theaters after this. Yeah, I mean, if you want to pay extra for a ticket, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's always been really spotty to me where I can just like occasionally maybe see something. Get scared by a butterfly. Yeah, one time. Tangled. Yeah, one time a butterfly entangled really startled me because suddenly it was in 3D <laughs> for a minute. Like he jumped like a foot in the air. So. Oh jeez. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, so what? So what games did you get with it? Um, well, I did the Batman one, which is uh, what was it called? Batman Arkham VR. Yeah. Which is very, very cool. Like, you literally are Batman, for, but only for about an hour, which is the downside to the game is that you I mean, can do it in... It's only 20 bucks, too. So yeah. That's, okay, that's not bad. You can do it all in one sitting, but... It's kind of like an extended demo, basically, for... Yeah, yeah. it's an extended demo that you have to pay for. Yeah, I've heard a lot of the games that came out at launch are, like, big so, demo kind yeah. of things. Yeah, but I would play a full, you know, however long game of this, because... It it's not a lot of, not a lot of action stuff. It's mostly like adventure game style puzzles and detective work, mm-hmm. which is fun. I mean, it's the other thing Batman does other than punching people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> being sad. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you look down and you got your utility belt. You can get a grappling hook on one side, uh, forensic scanner on the other, and the batarang in the middle. And you can basically just chuck batarangs whenever you want. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> um. It just it feels like you're Batman, and there's a point where you look in a mirror, and Batman's face is looking back at you, and it is just the weirdest feeling <laughs> imaginable. Justice. I bet. <laughs> One second, I'm like, make him dab, and you can, you can <laughs> make can, Batman you, dab. You can make. Oh, wow. I was making dab man. Yeah, I was making him do the bat two C. Awesome. <laughs> Although it doesn't really do the fingers. Yeah. But yeah. Close enough. It's, yeah. You get the idea. <laughs> A lot of the games are just like we set you in front of a desk and here's all these objects you can pick up and like look at. But yeah, isn't that like Job Simulator or something? Like yeah, that? yeah. Which all that looks the, fun. I played the demo of that and it was pretty funny, except that I didn't clear up enough space around me for it to work right, so I ah. couldn't reach a lot of the things. <laughs> uh, it was really easy to set up. Like I thought it would be a pain in the butt. Like kind of like with the Connect is the Connect is a nightmare to deal with, but this mm-hmm. wasn't. Okay, this you just plug it all in and. 
You just make sure you stand the right distance away and have your head in the center of the frame, and that's it. And I it think goes. it even automatically adjusts a bit, too, to help compensate if you're not exactly where you're supposed to be. Uh, yeah. And I did, I did the Resident Evil 7 demo, which I had played before in not VR, mm-hmm. and then playing it through again in VR, it's like 10 times better. Really? It's so much more immersive, and which is kind of a nothing word to use most of the time. But I think in VR, immersive finally kind of means something. It does kind of mean something, because you're actually in the game. Yeah. Sure. And it's just 10 times it's scarier. It's it's just a better game in VR than it is with a controller. Hmm. Almost like it was designed that way, which it probably was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think I would have a hard time with VR. I watched this video of this guy doing VR. He's like climbing like a cliff or something. And he went to grab a thing and he slipped and fell in VR. And he, he, he literally fell over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't sh- want to be that guy. Oh, sure. I will 100% be that guy. I guarantee it. <laughs> I haven't really had any of those moments. I've reached over to grab stuff and like and poke the dog and he got mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> my boob or something because <laughs> i was sitting on the couch next to him and he had like the wand and, like... <laughs> yeah because that was an accident <laughs> i tell you if i tried vr uh i would almost guarantee i would be the projectile vomit guy like it would be on like a roller coaster sim and i would just be standing in my living room and just Surprisingly, just out. yeah speaking of that like, like both neither of us have had any issues with like nausea or yeah. anything okay because i heard that's been an issue for some yeah. people like some people have been getting serious like uh almost ocean sickness o- almost like ocean sickness yeah i, I have not at all i've yeah. even played it games where you have full motion control like rotating motion control because mm-hmm. a lot of the games they turn that off and you just kind of click like different amounts of degrees to the right without slowly yeah. scanning like a regular game mm-hmm. and that doesn't bother me at all i don't know like Back in my days of like playing WoW and stuff, I used to like jump off cliffs and like looking at the screen, and my stomach would shift. (laughs) (laughs) That's not even VR, so (laughs) maybe an issue there. Oh boy, (laughs) it's gonna be a good time. I did a Hatsune Miku concert the other day. Awesome. Um, Were you Hatsune Miku? No, you. It's just a concert that you sit in and watch, ah, and you okay. have a little like glow stick on your controller, so you like move the controller <laughs> with the music. Um, it simultaneously made me feel old and confused, <laughs> which I imagine is what a Hatsune Miku concert would actually feel yeah. like. Yeah. Should we say tell our listeners what Hatsune Miku is? Because we're just saying a name to some people. That's true. It's it's the Vocaloid like fake. Uh, pop star character generated yeah with a computer generated singing voice yeah, but they have like real concerts like they project her onto like a screen she is like a she's like a hologram she's like yeah. a living anime singer person that they just punch in songs into and she sings yeah. about she has something. her own voice because the computer program created her own voice yeah it, it's it means not all that different from like the gorillas <laughs> well like, conceptually yeah. not musically yeah eh, yes and no I mean, the gorillas actually have people actually singing. Well, yeah, that's why I said conceptually, not musically. Yeah. It's the, it's the same fake performer concept. Yeah, right. Which Japan, you know, did like forever ago. Although you could argue that she's real because, I mean, she's a, it's a real program that really sings in that specific voice. In that context, I suppose. You, that she's realer than the gorillas. I don't know. <laughs> uh, not realer than the gorillas. The gorillas have 
an actual band and singers. That's true. Where well, she has a band. She has a band, but the main singer is a computer program. Although the only only the one gorilla's person ever. Well, I guess no. Noodle has sung a couple songs. Too. Yeah. The other guys don't though. Well, I mean, I how, guess how often does the drummer sing in a in a That's rock true. band sing? Except for Three Doors Down, as it turns out. Well, the lead singer of Three Doors Down is a drummer. And Ringo. <laughs> oh. Can't forget Octopus's Garden. Yeah, that's true. You can't forget Octopus's Garden. Well, well, sometimes they... your drummer is possessed by the spirit of Del the Funky Homo Sapien. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're getting real deep on this one. Wow. It's All happening. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> there's a song for the week. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh But that Hatsune Miku concert felt about as real as it's gonna be. Like, yeah. like <laughs> Without I was going to Japan. Well you have a yeah. virtual singer and a virtual concert. Yeah. In a you, virtual world. Now you are the only live thing. <laughs> <laughs> you are the intruder onto their world. <laughs> yes. Yes. And they've noticed. They have flipped the script. <laughs> Uh, one time, at one point, my glow stick turned into a leak, and I don't know if that was bad or good. <laughs> what is up with Japan and leaks? I don't know. It's uh, a very knows? cultural thing with them. Oh, it's, another, it's, it's a stupid vegetable. <laughs> in other Hatsune Miku related news, yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> I, we got a uh, pre-release of the new Hatsune Miku game from our friends at Atlas. We did. Now, we can't say anything about the game. I can preview it. You can preview it, but we can't say anything about it until the game is out. I read the uh, the NDA on it. He said, John said just surface level stuff. Surface level, yeah. Which is all I have because I only played it for about 45 minutes. Okay. But uh, the amount of content is insane. Okay. <laughs> There's like... You were just scrolling and scrolling through the. There's like a hundred and fifty songs. songs. Well, it's like a almost like a th- like a pack of the first three games. That yeah, they all roll, put together, rolled into one. Is it like a rhythm game? Yeah. Okay. It, yeah, it's very much uh, symbols show up on the screen, and they move down, and you hit the button. They had it playing at Gatchapon last time we were down there. Yeah. Okay, I did play it, and I played it really badly. Yeah. yeah. Oh it's, sure. It's pretty fun. I mean, it's a rhythm game. Uh, you, you get what you expect, but the amount of content. For your money is, is pretty astounding. Yeah, yeah. I probably shouldn't talk about it any more than that. No, that's probably as far as um, we can. There is an Ulala costume from Space Channel Five you okay. can put on her, and a Sonic costume. Okay. It may or may not say Sonic across the butt. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll, we'll probably get more into that more when it comes when closer it's to when it comes released, out. Yeah. But I figured we have a chance to do a little preview. We might as well. Might as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, I'm glad you escaped the VR zone. Yeah, yeah, long enough to to show up. Now, next week you'll probably just be a hologram sitting here. Yes, I'll be a, a collection of cubes. That's it. Yes, cube Cody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna turn into the the guy from Res, <laughs> <laughs> which I played that in VR, and I this is gonna sound blasphemous. I don't understand the appeal of Res. I have no idea about it. It's like a Tron looking shooter game with rhythmy i don't know i don't get it yeah i've heard nothing but good things but i just i eh. yeah yeah people go on and on about how great it is and i'm like i don't get it yeah. i don't get res <laughs> um well i really didn't do anything i watched um christmas vacation uh it's kind of weird good choice can't really talk about christmas stuff after christmas that's not really 
you know, the coolest thing. <laughs> we had our Christmas movie. We time. had our crumb. Yeah, we 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 talked Crimbus. about all that Christmas movie. <laughs> so uh, that's really about it. Um, I started reading a book uh, that I got for Christmas called uh, "I I Cannot Yet I Must." It's a uh, um, biography of the and like making of of the uh, movie Robot Monster, which is one of my favorite all time uh, bad movies. Although not really bad movie, just fifties sci-fi goofiness. It's yeah. it's bad now, but at the time when it was made, it was just like drive-in. It yeah, was the, that's the movies they made at the ooh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting the um, the writer like he made this analogy, and I guess I didn't really think about it this way until he said it, and it makes a lot of sense. If Ed Wood, you know, the guy who did uh, Play Nine from Outer Space, Glenn for, uh, Glenn or Glenda, like all the bad movies. All those really well-known bad movies. If he's like the Spielberg of bad 50s B-movies, because he just made hundreds and just put himself out and was just over and over and over in, di- in different genres and different, you know, this, that, and the other. The guy who made this, I think his last name is Turner, uh, would be like the George Lucas, because he only made maybe a dozen movies, and he did a lot of practical effects, and he did a lot of behind-the-scenes editing on films and things like that, where George Lucas... Everybody knows George Lucas, but how many movies has he directed? Yeah, like eight. Yeah, eight or nine. Eight or nine, <laughs> and all of the special effects that he was doing in the original Star Wars films—you know—they were big for the time. Kind of the same thing for Robot Monster. Weird, the, weird those to bubbles think about. were groundbreaking. Well, yeah, but I, but I mean, like the the different editing techniques and things that he did with those movies. And I guess I never really thought of, of it that way, but it makes a lot of sense, at least to me. But I'm not too far into it. The book is like 600 pages long. I can't, I can't believe how big that book is. It's huge. It's huge. I had no idea it was going to be that that. It's a massive. Harry Potter book. It, basically, Robot about Monster. Robot Monster, about a gorilla with <laughs> a space a, helmet. It's a later Harry Potter book. Yeah. Right. The first ones are, are thin. Yeah. But uh, but no, that's that's really all I've been all I've been doing. I've been playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm. Why? Yeah, why would you do that to yourself? I want that Genji skin for Overwatch. Ah. Oh. There's an ulterior motive here. Yeah. I tried Heroes of the Storm and I hated it. It's it's not the worst MOBA I've ever played. Still a MOBA. That's like, it's not the most horrible tasting dog do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I I don't under, I don't get MOBAs. I, I, trust me. I don't care for it either, but... I've been running around with a bunch of other people who are just out to get the skin. So the community—it's <laughs> oh, not been too bad. That's not—that's not terrible in that case. I mean, there are a lot of characters in this game. It's yeah. kind of ridiculous how many characters are in the game. They even have the the Lost Vikings. Nice. Which is kind of cool, but I wish I don't have them on my roster. Mm. They should just put them in Overwatch. It'd be nice, but <laughs> there, I yeah. guess there is like uh, Blizzard is celebrating the 20th anniversary of Diablo. And there's a bunch of cross game stuff going on. Yeah, there's even some over. There's gonna be some Overwatch sprays. Yeah, which will be cool. I it makes me want to boot up um, Diablo three again so I can play the the Darkening of Trisham. Yeah, that looks really cool. They're they're doing uh, kind of a. It's not really a remake, but kind of like a. They call it glorious retrovision, is what they're calling it. But they're basically setting aside a dungeon in Diablo three that is a remake of the original dungeon from Diablo. Mm. with some of the original Diablo classes and kind of a downgraded graphics thing. Yeah, they, like a visual filter. Like they put it through a shader on it that makes yep. it look like... And a nine and, and uh, only nine-way movement. Oh, cool. Like the original Diablo. 
So that'll be interesting. Yeah. But basically, I've just been playing a lot of games of Heroes of the Storm so I can get this really sweet Genji skin. Very cool. What is the Genji skin? What does it look like? Uh, he looks like a Japanese Oni demon. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> with like, He's got like uh, all black outfit with like red shurikens. Uh, and then he's got like this white face with like the red tusks and stuff. That's cool, but not cool enough to get me to play Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> eh, I had nothing really else going on. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, I got. Um... Do you have the diva voice lines for Heroes of the Storm? Oh no, I love those. I don't have those. Uh, it sounds like it'd be great. Hey, they only have like two Overwatch characters in Heroes of the Storm. Is it? It's Tracer and and uh, Zara. Zara, which is a which is a weird but cool choice. Yeah. Yeah, most of the characters are Warcraft characters, sure. Diablo characters. There's like some StarCraft characters, but there's like not as many in comparison. It's just like Nova and like the fire guy. Nova, Rainer, the other Space Marine, uh, I can't remember his name. Couple, I don't know anything about StarCraft. A couple of um, Protoss people, and then uh, Kerrigan after she became Queen of the Swarm, and then like maybe another Zerg character. But some of the game modes are kind of interesting on the different maps. Or different, like there was like a StarCraft themed map where you have to capture these things that collect Zergs and then you can unleash the Zerg rush on the other team base. It's kind of uh, just goofy stuff. Whenever I play a MOBA, it's just like I'm juggling all of these things and I. And also people are yelling at me. Yeah, and people are calling me an idiot. <laughs> so far, I haven't really run into that a whole lot. And like the gameplay is pretty easy, actually, I think. In comparison to some of the other ones I've played. I did the tutorial and I thought I had a handle on it and I started the game and I'm like, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I guess I've also been playing a really easy character. So, Oh, that's good. With a really easy move set. (laughs) This stuns. This is an AoE and just swing at stuff. I like the girl that rides around in the tank. Oh, uh, uh, Sergeant uh, whatever. Yeah, Starcraft character. She's cool. Yeah, I saw some pretty interesting uh, skins. There are a bunch of like StarCraft skins for Warcraft characters, and it's really goofy and weird. <laughs> That's kind of cool. It puts all these fantasy characters in like space armor and whatnot. See, now that would get me into fantasy characters. <laughs> if they wore space if armor. If they were also space. But th- th- on the same, they have fantasy skins for the StarCraft characters. Not interested. <laughs> and you lost me. <laughs> and you lost me. I don't know. I almost, I almost bought a skin for the character I'm playing right now, because you get... It's uh, I've been playing uh, Mord and Bronzebeard. Dwarf. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dwarf. That yeah. Sounds, yeah. sounds like a character you would play. Yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> Duh. Benwin Bronzebottom. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was in Warcraft 3. It was great. And uh, one of his other skins, though, is his brother from World of Warcraft. Mm. But anyway, it's this, they call it Marad and Mord, and, and you basically have this full dwarfy space armor with like a jump pack and a uh, big... Cyber beard. <laughs> cyber beard. Nice, nice. And you get a cyber ram mount you can ride around on the map on. Oh, that's cool. Who, okay. Who that's had the roller derby skin? Somebody had oh, yeah, there are derby. some. There are some roller derby skins uh, for various characters. I don't know. I, I don't want to say I'm into it, but I don't hate it. Like, it's not League, <laughs> and it's not Dota, and it, it plays easier. There have been some MOBAs I've been able to get behind. Like, Smite plays pretty well, and I like it. Um, when Transformers had their MOBA, I was really into There's that. There's a Transformers MOBA? It doesn't exist anymore, but Aww. I was really, really good at it. It was more like third-person shooter on an, uh, yeah. on an arena. The closest thing to a MOBA that I ever enjoyed was uh, Monday Night Combat. Monday Night Combat, yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah, that was really good. Mm. 
Which, weirdly enough, like the second time in a couple weeks we've mentioned Monday Night Combat on this show. <laughs> it's one of those kind of like little cult, I think little cult games. That yeah, I really, I really love that game. Yeah. I got The Last Sentai Season for Christmas. Oh, I, O-Ranger. Yep, I got O-Ranger. Very cool. Uh, Have you watched any of it yet? No, I haven't got into it yet. Okay. It's, it's trippy. Oh, Olay. Olay, yeah. They, they say Olay a lot, and they're all based on, <laughs> on shapes. And dancing. And dancing and uh, different... <laughs> and dancing shapes. And, dif- and dis- different uh, mystical, like um, like the Seven Wonders of the World. Yeah, because the Special Ranger is King Ranger, and it's the Pyramid. He's a Pyramid. There's a Sphinx. There's uh, a, someone that's supposed to look like one of the uh, Stonehenge... Or like the, the no the Maui heads. Oh, it's, Easter Island. Easter, Easter Island, Island heads. Yeah, and there's one that's supposed to look like one of those uh, clay doll, like the ancient astronaut, like, <laughs> like weird things. What? Yeah, you know those pot, those like ceramic, like um, they look like people kind of, but they have the giant head with the huge eyes and yeah. the little t- stubby arms and legs. And they're like Jeff. They're like pots, but they look like people. Oh, okay. Yeah, aliens. those things. Huh? Aliens. Oh, aliens. Okay, aliens. Aliens. <laughs> aliens. Uh. <laughs> But no, uh, O-Ranger's weird. Yeah. Buckle in. I'm waiting for the next season, Car Ranger. Because yeah. Because that's all Car Ranger. Car Ranger's next, and it's great. It's it, the best. It's the best. I will I, buy that right when it comes out. Same, same I here. really want them. I really hope they start doing like the Sentais that never came over, or that never got translated. I have a theory about that, since they've been releasing. Shout Factory's been releasing. Oh, if People who don't know what we're talking about, Sentai is what is the Japanese show that Power Rangers was taken from. Our season one of Power Rangers was season 16 of of Sentai. It was uh, dinosaur-themed. Mm-hmm. They moved up. This O-Ranger is what Power Rangers Zeo, the first major, major shift in the show, was. Yeah. That's enough backstory. I could I could talk about this for an hour. In <laughs> that, fact, that we have a, talked about this yeah, for an hour. That could my, be a separate uh, podcast. We, it absolutely could, and it should. But, <laughs> um, yeah, my theory is because Shout Factory has been putting out two seasons packs per year, Eventually, they're going to catch up with the modern day show, and at that point, they'll probably do one pack of the new show and one pack of one of the classics, like the pre Power Rangers. Because, like I said, there's 15 seasons. Like Jetman, and I would love an official release of Jetman. I would love a, an official release of Turbo Ranger and Dynaman. Um, Jacker, yeah, Jacker. Well, Go Ranger, the original, the yeah. 70s one. That where they were all super spies. The goofy helmets you can't see out of. Oh yeah, the the helmets that had holes in them instead of uh, a visor. black visor. Yeah, like so, yeah, it wasn't made out of sunglass materials, so you just had these like weird like bug eye looking things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we could get a Tokuger because that'll never come to America. No, although one of the main villains is being used for Ninja Steel. Really? The uh the guy with the top hat and the uh Oh okay. The uh plague mask. Is it was that Noir? Nope. Okay. Cuz I know they all had like black names. They they were yeah, all their names were were shades. black sh- different shades of black in different languages. Yeah. I really liked I really liked the shadow line villains. They were really cool. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, Americans aren't quite into bullet trains yeah. as much as yeah. the, <laughs> the Their the their Japanese. putties were cool too, the crows. The crows, yeah. They oh. look like bandits. Yeah, if they only were. We had a reliable light rail system. That would yeah, be nice. that would be super great. I did. I did read an article about a about a train system running from Columbus, Columbus to Chicago. To Chicago. Yeah. That would be great. I would I, use that like constantly. Yeah, I would. I would, too. I, I would take a weekend and go to Chicago if I um, just had to hop on a train. I love Chicago. Yeah. It's a great town. Oh, yeah, it's a great. Let's town. See here, um, Windy City, <laughs> Cubs, Cubs and White Sox, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. <laughs> 
Um, Deep Dish Pizza. Second City. Second City. Field Museum. Yeah. Adler Planetarium. Hey, that arcade we never went to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Galloping uh, Ghosts. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Hey, that Pac-Man restaurant was great. Yeah. That was great. Um, oh, yeah. If anyone we... ever wants to get to Schaumburg... Schaumburg? Yeah, Schaumburg, Schaumburg Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, a suburb of Chicago. It's a great town. Yeah. yeah. Very enjoyable. It's when it's un- not raining and five o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's don't a, don't it, do it in all in one trip, back and forth in one day. But it is a it has a very nice Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. Kind of laid out weird. <laughs> we're talking about when we went to the Nintendo World. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. made a trip out there for that. <laughs> it was a great time. It was, it was a really it good was, time. Some great memories there. Yeah. But yeah. that's but anyway, uh that's what makes me wonder, because Shout Factory's been putting out a bunch of the Ultraman stuff on DVD, too. Yes. Which has really almost no presence in the United States. Not really. Not since... Uh, well, When it was on Fox Kids. The original... Well, uh, the original Ultraman... Or not the original, but like the first major series of Ultraman was on it back in the 70s. It was... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then um, they adapted one of the Ultraman series into... Um, the Super Cyber Samurai? Super, yeah, Super <laughs> Samurai Cyber Squad. Yeah. yeah. Excellent name. Yeah. With Tim Curry as the voice of the villain. Yep. That was, <laughs> yeah. Don't do pizza. it. Pizza. Cheese pizza. I did have, have a wonderful um, day. That, actually, that reminds me of when you guys were talking about Christmas stuff last week. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Christmas. It was the, my fourth grade Christmas, and I really wanted the, the Dragon Zord yeah. from the Power Rangers. Yeah. The second major Megazord, sure, in sure, the cartoon sure. or in the show, yeah. I really wanted that, and instead, I got the big Tyrannosaur dragon robot from Super Cyber Samurai. <laughs> That's nice. like getting GoBots when you want to transform. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I after I got the other toys that connect with it, mm-hmm. it was pretty awesome. That's pretty cool. Oh, sure, because that one you you just got a guy that had stuff snap onto him. Yeah, because you had the you had the the the, the Ultraman figure, mm-hmm. and then. That you well, put armor onto, basically. Well, the one vehicle was armor. Uh, the dinosaur head thing was kind of armor and also a weapon. Yeah. Because it turned into a big flying bazooka jet thing. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. It was weird. That it, show was so weird. Yeah, at least you didn't get any toys from a tattooed teenage aliens from Beverly Hills. Oh! <laughs> I almost forgot that show. Yeah, I can't, I can't get it out of my head because they were all wrestlers. <laughs> based on astrological signs. <laughs> and they would transform, but also grow huge. They didn't have robots. They were just giant. They just turned into giant wrestlers. The kids turned juicers. into giant wrestlers. They were That's juicers. pretty rad. With full face masks, so you uh, couldn't tell that they weren't <laughs> children. Children. <laughs> yeah. Well, look at look at O Ranger. Uh, Gold Ranger's a kid, or King Ranger's a kid. They did that a lot. Yeah, they did that. Some Captain Marvel stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. they they did the same thing for the American Power Rangers too. Because with Turbo, he had the one kid who was the Blue Ranger, and when he would morph, he would become a full-size adult. Oh, nobody Because kids that. can't drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about the, the Car Rangers couldn't drive. Nobody liked Justin. Justin <sighs> the Blue Ranger. Nobody. Do you remember when they, they did a movie, and that movie was bad? Turbo, a Power Rangers movie? Yeah. 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 Go back and watch that as an adult. I don't understand how they got away with having the villain dressed the way she was. Oh, yeah. Diva Talks? Yeah. In the movie? Yeah, she was like basically um, like Japanese, or she was basically like stripper villain. Yeah, kind of. One second. Yeah, we're, <laughs> well, we're go- hey, listen, we're going to take a break here and uh, when we <laughs> look up these pictures of Divatox from Power from Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, and when we come back, we'll uh, get in some news. It's more of a time. Nerd Overload is sponsored in part by 
MB Subculture Comics and Costumes MB Subculture is the one-stop shop for all your geeky needs, from comics and collectibles to unique custom costumes, masks, makeup, and more. MB Subculture is located at 127 South Sandusky Avenue in downtown Bucyrus, 419-562-0404, and online at subcultureoh.com. Back from our break, and I can safely say that we've all become fans of 1997's Hillary Shepard. The song we played was Boat Drinks by uh, one Mr. James Buffett. We were going to play something by Hatsune Miku, but we listened to a couple tracks, and we didn't want to subject you to all that. Um, And with all the kind of negative stuff that's going on, we kind of want to take a little little island time, a little relaxing uh, break away from everything. So... uh, and who better to take you to the island than Mr. James Buffett Mr. Mr. The, the Buffett, the Buffett man, Mr. Buffet. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, let's get it. James in. Buffet. James Buffet, yes. <laughs> the Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, let's uh, go ahead and get in some news and oh. let's...
let's get the sad stuff out of the way quick and rip it off like a band-aid first um we don't really talk about celebrity deaths on this show it's not really something that we cover same thing with the website i've we've never covered a celebrity death but we would be remiss to not discuss this even a little bit briefly uh carrie fisher most folks know her as Princess Leia, but she has been a, a, a script doctor for years, a really prolific writer and actress and uh, advocate for mental health, among many, many other she, things. She's done so much. She's done a ton of stuff. Uh, it's it's kind of disingenuous to kind of pigeonhole her straight into Princess, just into Princess Leia. But she passed away over the past week. From heart complications. From heart complications. And uh, it's really sad. It, it's been a super bummer. I think it's hit me harder than any of the multitude of celebrity deaths we've had this year yeah this one hit me probably just as hard as the robin williams one for me oh my god i not that i forgot about that i just hadn't thought about it yeah that was this year that was this year there there have been a bunch there have been a few yeah there have been a few and unfortunately a day after uh carrie fisher passed her mother debbie reynolds who i remember from halloween town the yeah. Nickelodeon show, um, but also in. I thought like, that was a Disney movie. Oh, it was a Disney. Yeah, it was Disney. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Disney movie and um, Singing Sing in the, the Rain. Rain was the big one, and just all sorts of stuff. She passed away uh, from a stroke, probably dealing with everything yeah. to do with yeah. Carrie Fisher, and it is absolutely heartbreaking. It's incredibly yeah. sad, and yeah, none of the celebrity deaths have gotten tears out of me, but this one was real. Carrie Fisher was really close. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I always try to keep that disconnect because I mean, they're just people. They are yeah. just one. They are just people. And that's, it's something that happens. And two, you know, it's, it's not going to stop me from doing, living my life and keeping going, but it is incredibly sad. And I don't know. I just kind of thought we should probably yeah. mention and it. And she's one of the big three of mm-hmm. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. She was even she even worked on the scripts on all the other ones too. Yeah, well, yeah. Any any movie you liked from that time period, she's probably she she doctored up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there for the longest time, she just well. There's a list. There was a list online. I unfortunately didn't think to pull it up here, but there was a huge whole list you can find online that she had doctored up, and it's like every major movie from the ni- early '90s that you love. She has gone. She went in and punched up, and I don't know. It's it's a weird feeling, and. A lot of people, a lot of people are blaming it on 2016, and I can understand needing something, and as a coping mechanism, needing something physical and tangible. Yeah, to point to at. point at and go, I am mad at this thing for for this otherwise yeah. random thing from happening. The problem is, I see, and we talked about this off mic a little bit. This isn't the end of a lot of the celebrity deaths, unfortunately. I kind of have a theory. Um, about all this, the um, and it's a legitimate theory. It's, it's a legitimate like theory. A, it's not like a like crazy. A it's, I'm conspiracy. not conspiracy. Yeah, it's not. You know, no aliens are coming down yeah. and swiping up all the good. All <laughs> it's the, not all, just all the good celebrities. Yeah, yeah. The rapture's coming down and everyone's getting raptured. No, um, the theory is. Um, Although you could argue. <laughs> no. Well, uh, no. The theory I have is. Um, you know, the ba- uh, baby boomers, like after World War II, everybody came back and there was an influx of births. A huge population Huge boost. population boost. And we are reaching a point where a lot of the baby boomers are Let's getting older. Let's get these older. 60s 
aren't that old though. That's the thing. That's but, true. But that is kind of at the. It's at the early point. Yeah. Of... So, so what you're saying is it's only gonna get worse. Well, I don't think fifty and. 50-year-olds and 60-year-olds, that's still pretty young to die. Oh, I absolutely agree. But you have 50 and 60-year-olds who have lived as hard a life as... I mean, look look at the, the major ones that we keep we keep thinking of. Carrie Fisher, David Bowie, Prince, uh, uh, George Michael, who no one's really talking about. It's Carrie Fisher kind of came in and stole his thunder a little bit, but George Michael from Who's Wham apparently just an away. amazing guy. Yeah, all as the, it turns all out, the he, generous... Yeah. Stuff he did without wanting Turn, people to know he did it. Same week. Turns out after he got clean, he be, yeah he became super like philanthropic, like Worked incredibly. At a homeless shelter and asked like nobody. Yeah. Told tell anybody. Yeah, but th- my point is, these are all people who they at least at one point definitely lived the life. If you know what I mean. And I think we're starting to see the beginning of like the reverse baby boom kind yeah. of. Yeah. I, I think you're definitely onto something there. Yeah. So I don't know. I try not to think about this kind of stuff because I don't. I don't like being bummed out. <laughs> but and we we don't want this show to be something that bums you out. Exactly. And we don't. Again, we don't talk about celebrity deaths all, all that often. Anyway, getting back to the original point, Carrie Fisher's past, Debbie Runzel's past, and that is incredibly sad. And we just want to take a minute to kind of remember. Remember. Anyway, transitioning off from that. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of weird. Flash. <laughs> but um, moving on. <laughs> last uh, a couple weeks ago, we all got a chance to see Rogue One from Star Wars, and we all saw it opening night. Actually. We did, and uh, we actually thought about briefly thought about talking about it on last week's show, but we decided to kind of let la- last week's show be just kind of a relaxing Christmas experience. Experience. It's <laughs> <laughs> one way of putting it. <laughs> but. Uh, Let's just take a couple minutes and discuss um, what we thought of Rogue One. Should we uh, maybe throw a spoiler warning on this? A light spoiler. I don't want to get too deep into some of the crazy spoiler stuff, but yeah, it, there's plenty to discuss. It has been about. out for a couple weeks, yeah. so I would say light spoiler. I liked it. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic movie. Yeah, I loved it. It's probably my second favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I did enjoy it quite a bit, a lot. It was it was definitely a Star Wars, and I mean that in a like this is finally a movie that feels like a Star Wars. Yeah, this actually had an, a war in it. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, Force Awakens was a good movie, and it was Star Warsy. Mm-hmm. But this this was a Star Wars. This is the first time they've actually made it feel like there is uh, an actual war going on. The whole that whole third act was. Take out the space lasers, put real guns in there, and it could have been a war film. Yeah, a war film, Dirty Dozen or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know yeah. any war movies. <laughs> I mean, come on. You even had like an alien, like door gunner guy sweeping around, picking off stormtroopers and mm-hmm. stuff. But I enjoyed it quite a bit. I wish, I wish we had a little more time. Thinking back on it, the first act was a little weak. I think. Like it just feels like they don't talk about like. Jin too much. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. a problem. Like she's just kind of there. Here's. I mean, I guess that is kind of supposed to be like the sad part is that she never. You don't get to see what she would have done because she kind of got stuck into doing the. There, you know? a, a lot of the beginning of the movie was us being told that she is a badass. We didn't see a whole lot of it. That's and true. I will be honest. I couldn't remember her name until halfway through the movie. I was having a heck of a time remembering the main character's name. I couldn't remember half the names. Actually, 
Yeah, the characterization is was not. The it wasn't high there, point. and a lot of them had really like really really goofy names. Like it's really hard to remember any of them. It, okay, yeah, I saw you tr- try to think there for a second. What are some of the names? Not Jen Urso or Care Care uh, Cassian. 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 Garrus. Captain Cassian. Yep. Okay. Garrus. K2SO. Yeah? Yeah. Because I've committed that to memory. <laughs> yeah. Because he is the best. That Probably one of the best uses of a droid I think. ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Commander Shepard. <laughs> <laughs> and this is my this is my, my favorite Death Star in the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> Tally Zora Vast Normandy. <laughs> but, okay, who, what What are the names of, what's the name of the, the, the pilot? Bazooka Joe. <laughs> Something with a B. Yeah. Ba- Boz Lerman. Muslim standard. <laughs> <laughs> what are the names of the... He wasn't a, a, a Jedi, but the Force user and his buddy. Chirrut. Oh, the blind monk? Mm-hmm. Chirrut something. Chiro. Chir- Chiros. Chiros. No, seriously. I, for a long time, I thought his name was like Chiro, because yeah. he kept saying it. I'm like, so he's a Mexican snack? And, that, and, that, and that's kind of the problem... That's the only real problem I have with the movie. I no, think. That was Diego Luna. <laughs> but no, that's. I just had a little bit of trouble keeping, not keeping them all straight, but I couldn't get super invested until the third act. I couldn't really get invested in what they were doing because I didn't really know or care about any of the characters. I will say there was not a lot of character building. Yeah, there like, was, and a lot, a lot of the problem. Sorry to cut you off. A no, lot of fine. it is. Uh, a lot of the characters were morally gray and kind of rode the line um, between being good and bad and all this stuff, which is in stark contrast to A New Hope, where you you see Luke, you see they set up what kind of character he is. You get Luke after the first scene, you get him. You understand. Yeah. You see Han in the first scene that you see him, you understand his character. You see Princess Leia and you get her character. Oh, yeah. The original movies are the good guys are good and the bad guys are bad. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's well, no gray area. And, well, Han was kind of the gray he area. He was still he was gray area, but you still understood what what his deal his was. His motivation, yeah, money. <laughs> you know, money, yeah. <laughs> like you could say in one line, in one sentence, in five words, what each of the main characters of Star Wars, A New Hope, what their deal was. Can you do that with with Jen or so? No. Where's my dad? My dad. Something about my dad. Yeah. <laughs> but but beyond that. Which is, that's not a character description. It's, 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 it's making me sound like I didn't like the movie. I, oh, I yeah. really it's, enjoyed the movie. It's a good movie. It just has some issues. It has, yeah. It, walking out of it, I absolutely oh, lo- yeah. loved it. But it's one of those situations where after sitting about it and thinking about it a little bit, maybe, I, w- I would definitely say top five Star Wars related media, for sure. Yeah. But definitely better than anything the prequels I th- yeah, put I th- out. I think most of the things that are bad are not, movie dist- they're not movie breakingly bad no exactly but there it's it it would be dis it would be disingenuous to say that there is no problems with the movie yeah there, there are problems with the I, movie. i feel like we they didn't spend enough time maybe with the characters for you to feel super close to them yeah yeah because like like with the dirty does because i like comparing it to dirty dozen because it had like that weird sci-fi feel version. I would of it. have loved this movie if it were like the Dirty Dozen yeah. or like Seven Samurai, but it wasn't. No, but the fact is, like in the Dirty Dozen, you spend the first what half of the movie getting to know the characters. Yeah, as they're training in their prison boot camp and whatnot. Yeah, with this, 
you get Jin and you get Cassian and, and K2 for most of the movie. And all of a sudden, all the other supporting characters just kind of get thrown in. Yeah. yeah. Real quick. Yeah. What I what I wanted was seven samurai in space. What I got was filler, 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 filler war movie. Not saying that that's bad. It's just doesn't really. And I th- and I think Forrest Whitaker was way underused. Yeah. I really do. Although he's going to be in Rebels. He's going to be in Rebels. As a younger version of himself. Yeah. yeah. And and they did give Forrest Whitaker to voice him. So yeah. it's it's going to be the guy. And I guess he was in Clone Wars as well. Yeah. He's in the later seasons. Yeah. But honestly, again, I hate his character in that season. I didn't care for him in, in this movie because what what did what did Forrest Whitaker's character do? He stood there. He he talked. He kind of rambled for he five minutes. He had asthma. And then he let himself get blown up. For no good reason. He could have walked. He could have left. He could have run just like, just as well as any. He had robot legs. Of course he could have ran. He had robot legs, but he still had a walking stick. Still, he could have had someone say, okay, ditch these robot legs. Someone carry me to the yeah. ship. Instead, he's like, no, you must go. I must stay. I must stay and hold <laughs> off this giant explosion while you're running away. Give me one of those lizards that Obi-Wan rides on. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. Yeah. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> those weird yelping yeah. Vactyl lizards or whatever they're called. <laughs> <laughs> the the velociraptors from the kitchen scene of Jurassic Park. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I enjoyed the movie. I really did. It I, doesn't sound like we like the movie, but, but I love really, the movie. And I think the reason why we're being so critical of the movie is because we enjoyed it so much. Yeah. I think I really think that's what it is. And I don't want to say what the ending of the movie is, but I think that it ended the way it needed to. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I want to say good on Disney for doing that instead of... They proposed another ending where it kind of reversed it, and it was the super happy ending. (laughs) And I'm glad they stuck with with the way they wanted it, It the way they did it. Kind of has some artistic integrity to Star Wars to handle it in that way. That more than anything made me hopeful for all all these other Star Wars spinoff movies because they were able to do something. I liked how different it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, there were a lot of references. Like, if you're a big Star Wars fan, there's a lot of references in the movie. At points, almost too many. Sometimes, yeah. Did we really need arm cut off guy and you'll be dead guy? That was the only one I didn't like. I thought that was that was way that was, that was a huge stretch, and it was dumb. We didn't need to see R two and C three PO. That was nice though. I, we didn't need it though. It was two seconds. Yeah. But still. Hey, you know what about what about you know, Watchtower guy on Yavin four there? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. I Blue did, milk. I did like that they got uh, um, Jimmy Smits as as Senator Basil Oregano. Um, <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> in there for a scene or two that was that was pro- that was a tie to probably one of the only good things about the, the prequels the prequels yeah and the young mon martha yeah i hate you i hate you for putting that in my head now <laughs> the next time you're having a star wars discussion you're going to think basil oregano <laughs> instead of bail organa <laughs> <laughs> um okay okay if we want to talk about that um would you think? Do we want to talk about? Yes. Okay. We'll talk about the not the one at the very end, but we'll but, talk about the one that happened major in the movie. Grandma Tarkin. Yeah, Grandma Tarkin. Grandma Tarkin. <laughs> Grandma Tarkin's in the movie. Grandma Tarkin. Yeah. No, they they uh, they they digitally uh, put in 
um, Peter Cushing's head. Yeah, onto an actor's body and had Grand Moff Tarkin in this movie. And for the most part, it worked. Yeah, it didn't. It wasn't like young Jeff Bridges in Tron Two. That was that was good that they didn't try to young him up. Yeah, they they definitely made him. It didn't skeeve me out nearly as much as it usually does, <laughs> because that uncanny that uncanny valley stuff really gets me more than more than it probably should. But uncanny valley is when you have when you're looking at something that is almost human but is just a little tiny bit off, and something in your brain goes, Ugh, "I don't like that." Uh, a, a lot of those uh, Japanese like uh, robot cyborg like oh human yeah. testing things. Oh, we watched the Jungle Book remake mm-hmm. live action the other day, and it bothered me with the animals. Yeah, because they're just they're just close enough, but yeah. they're just they're just not quite there. And um, it didn't. It only every once in a great while it set off kind of that weird. I don't like that in my brain. Well, the thing I liked about it is like I read a I read a thing about like how they did it mm-hmm. and like the amount of work they did in it. They had to have put a ton of work into it. I mean, the actor wore a motion capture well, not motion capture, but a performance capture device on his head. Sure. Uh much like for uh, like the Planet of the Apes stuff they have now and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> except it wasn't Andy Circus. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Oh, that would have been that would have been great. They, they managed they, they to got... put a motion capture suit on somebody that wasn't Andy Circus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a union violation in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, he like they got an actor who was about the size of Peter Cushing mm-hmm. and the shape and whatnot. Um, and they I guess they they did a lot of research on like how Peter Cushing like moved his mouth and the way he delivered certain words and stuff. Oh, it was a full performance. Oh yeah, sure. On how they did it, and they worked very closely with the with the Cushing estate. Yes, that right there made it okay for me more than anything. Mm-hmm. Was that they got permission from the Cushing estate to allow his likeness? Because with this kind of technology, you're walking that fine line where they could, if it's ethical, if it's ethical to put someone into a movie whether they want to or not. Yeah, because who's to say? Next year, if if they if they just let full reign of this stuff, hey, I really like Humphrey Bogart. We know an actor that can mimic his voice really well. Let's start mo- pumping out more Bogart movies. <laughs> the Maltese Falcon Two, yeah, <laughs> Two Falcon Two Furious. <laughs> uh-huh. But but you get where I'm coming oh, from. Yeah. It's 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 a, a real it's a gray line. A very gray, very thin line that they have to be really careful with. Well, anyway, I think we should probably go ahead and uh, move on from the Rogue One talk. But overall, we enjoyed it, I yeah, think. Great movie. Uh, I can't wait to see what else they do with their Star Wars storyline. With Han of... Solo? Yeah. Did you notice uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller were in the special thanks at the end? Oh, no, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Did they doctor the script or anything? Probably. I wonder if they did. They probably did. They probably added some of the... They probably did a lot of the K2SO jokes. Um, Because he is the best. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was... um. Oh, what's his name? Alan Tudyk. Alan, Alan Tudyk. Tudyk. Wash from uh from Firefly. Yep. And... Uh, King Candy. King yeah. Candy and uh, Duke <laughs> Wesselton in... Pirate Steve from Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> Don't but forget his seminal role as Pirate Steve. <laughs> but Steve, if you're not a pirate anymore, who am I going to share all this treasure with? Yar. Yar. <laughs> there was a long time I was referred to as Pirate Steve. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, it was a good movie. <laughs> it was a good movie, yeah. Um, while we're talking about reviewing things, um, we have a couple of other news things, but I think instead we should probably talk a little bit about the Doctor Who 
Christmas, Christmas special. special. Right. They had a Christmas, Christmas special. special in quotes. Yeah. I only watched about 10 minutes of it, so my input might not be super great, but I did read a <laughs> synopsis. Super. Uh, yeah, right. So uh, what did you guys think? Definitely w- not the best one. It was, as a Christmas special, it was a hot, hot dumpster fire. As a Doctor Who episode, it was mediocre at best. Okay. Uh, what was, the, we don't have to go through like beat by beat, but what was the main thrust of the episode? For uh, folks Superman didn't watch it? 1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stephen Moffat watched Superman 1 again and said, well, I want to do that. Yeah. And then he did it in Doctor Who for Christmas. Like you should, because they threw in some like kind of, they always do kind of throw in little interviews like in the commercial breaks mm-hmm. with like the actors and Moffat and stuff. And he's basically, yeah, I want to do Superman. <laughs> yeah, it's basically what like he said. It. Oh wow! But yeah, the the basic conceit of the episode was the the doctor was setting something up to stop an alien invasion a long time ago in the past. And... It wasn't so much to stop an invasion. He had a, he was fixing a, a something that he broke in time. Yeah, it was that centers around New York. Which you think about it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's that whole thing where basically everything in New York's a weeping angel. Yeah, but he he was fixing this thing, and a kid's hanging out with him like like you do. And uh, he, the kid ate this crystal that was part of the machine, and it gave him superpowers. He thought it was medicine. Yeah. Which, I mean, the doctor said he was a doctor, and he also gave him a glass of water. And say, here, hold this. Originally, I thought it was medicine. I thought he was giving the kid medicine, but no, I didn't realize it was a, a star crystal. So the a... kid just ate a rock and got superpowers. Yeah. Because yeah. it you know, gives you whatever you want, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, least... and this kid was really into superheroes. Yeah. Uh, okay. So... What years later, the doctor comes back and the guy is an actual superhero. Yeah, sorta. Yeah, and there's brain aliens that are trying to take over the world. Boy, that really doesn't sound like Doctor Who. I don't know. Really, I think it sounds very Doctor Who. Ah. (laughs) It was was aliens, brain aliens that were were taking over world leaders, trying to take over world leaders' bodies or something. Yes, they're yeah, they're implanting themselves in the bodies of influential people okay i mean i guess i guess that, that part okay parts of it does sound kind of like doctor who i guess i should qualify it sounds why earth why new york why <laughs> doctor who stories to me and i don't know doctor who that well so maybe i'm totally wrong but they always seem a bit more galactic a bit wider and broader and yes and no a lot of them you know center around london yeah, yeah. every almost every christmas special was in london I guess. This one should have been. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It would have made more sense. But he wanted to have a New York superhero story. Also, that building basically being the Daily Planet, but not a re- newspaper thing. That was so dumb. And they basically wholesale lift the Lois Lane Superman kind of interviewee rooftop thing scene. They basically, whole cloth take that and try to do that. Boy, that doesn't sound good at all. You should watch it all the way through and compare it to Superman. Yeah, I, yeah because I it is. Should. Like seriously, the dude has like shorter dark hair, changes his voice, even has glasses. Yeah, when yeah. he's not superheroing. And isn't he like the like the Lois Lane character's nanny? Yep. Or something. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Watching her kid from a relationship that she had with his best friend. Boy, that's that's it's, like stalkery. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's super like. 
the ghost is super creepy. Yeah, that's, that's his superhero name. He's the ghost. Couldn't be more creative than the ghost. Well, it's because is... the crystal was like from is called like the ghost of something. It's something the doctor said early in the episode. Uh, it's still not a very good. No, it's terrible. Name. Well, it's and probably the... because Moffat wanted to call it Space Ghost, and then realized, nope, can't do that. <laughs> There is a really kind of a funny thing where, like, she's interviewing him and she asks him, do you have a girlfriend, a boyfriend? And he goes, you know, no judgment, but you do fly around in a leather suit with a big G on your chest. <laughs> I but, I half expected them to do the, uh, don't worry, I've got you, but who's got you line oh, from Oh, jeez, yeah. She did say something almost like that, like, when he started uh Oh, yeah, when he rushes her. upstairs as Grant. No, when they, he takes... Flies her home. What did she say? I forget. No, he asked if he's, she was okay. He, she, 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 he asked her, I hope you're not afraid of heights. She goes, I'm fine so far. Or something like that. The, the whole episode was dumb. It was. Yeah. I I'm, mean. It wasn't Christmassy. No, not at all. Yeah, Why nothing we, about this screams Christmas the, at all. The only Christmas part was at the beginning. It was Christmas time when he's with the when he's Yeah, is it kid. even Christmas during the episode? No, no. I don't think so. No, it, it's, it is winter. Uh, I, there might be Christmas decorations in her apartment. No, because she was on the roof in that little dress. No, it was not winter. Yeah, it was. No, there was, was snow. There was not snow. There was snow. Yeah, she was wearing a little red dress when they when they were having a rooftop picnic. No one does that in winter <laughs> in New York. No. I, I would, but anyway. Do people do that anyway? <laughs> They have those hip uh, urban rooftop parties that oh, people bring their Nintendo they bring their Switch, Nintendo to. Switch to. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, if ads are, tell me, have informed me of anything. That, that run 40% slower yeah. when it's not connected to the dock. Is Seriously? that true? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a big that's, cut. That's like, ooh, yikes. Didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it, it doesn't sound like I really want to watch <laughs> this episode. No. I, prob- I probably Dude. should. Like, I love Doctor Who. And I love Peter Capaldi. Who was fantastic in this. Yeah, he is is fantastic. And uh, the one dude from Little Britain that was in the last Christmas episode, I think. Was it a Christmas episode? The Husbands of River Song? Yeah, it was, I think. Or it was a finale. It was was the series finale. It was the series finale. Okay. Uh, He's great. If Capaldi wasn't so great, the episode would have been worthless. He saved it from being absolute garbage. It's Mm. still not great. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I love Doctor Who, but like a lot of episodes, they're hit or miss. Generally, when you have your Christmas special, which are kind of a big deal within the Who Nerdverse, you tend to put your best foot forward. Yeah, they've always, I don't think I've ever seen one I didn't like. It's like the the Simpsons holiday or Halloween specials. You usually try to do your best stuff. That last one was so bad. Well, that's... Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Modern day Simpsons. You don't think he's trying to like get people's attention to try to direct a superhero movie to you i hope not <laughs> he might that could yeah. be is moff is moffat the one leaving oh yeah yeah he's, he's leaving. leaving well yeah. then that's what he was trying to do he was trying to show that he could write other genres other than doctor who and <laughs> super superheroes are hot these days i actually that makes a lot of sense well he didn't do a very good job because he just stole everything from super yeah he won yeah they they even say superhero they even say Superman's name by name. You see a Superman comic. Oh, it makes this great joke is the first time do- the doctor figures out that Clark Kent is Superman, and he thinks it's like a big deal that he kind of figured it out. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting there, sitting in this kid's room, and there's like all these comic books everywhere. And he's like, he's like, he's like, I want you to come here and see this, Grant. I want you to see this. Look at this. You see this? 
And you see this. Clark Kent and Superman are the same person. And the kid's like, yeah, everyone knows that. <laughs> and he's like, look, I even drew little specks on Superman. <laughs> he's like, drew little glasses on his face. <laughs> oh, that's great. That, that, that is kind of funny. But do you think if Moffat's leaving, superhero shows are big these days. Could this have been a backdoor pilot? Oh, God, I hope not. For a ghost TV series <laughs> oh, no. set in the Doctor Who-verse? They've already got the school. But is it superhero-based? No. Are superheroes big these days? Yes. <laughs> the Doctor's a superhero in his own right. Does the BBC have any other Arrow or Flash or Supergirl-based <laughs> TV series going right now? No. Calling my shot. It's, <laughs> he wants it as a backdoor pilot for the ghost. <sighs> No, because the character was dumb, and the design was dumb. Well, well who cares? Yeah. Arrow's dumb. Arrow, <laughs> Arrow, keep making that. Arrow is dumb. Arrow is dumb. But the Arrow's costume is dumb. Do, not not he, wears a, he wears an angry hoodie. He wears a leather angry hoodie. Can you imagine anything sweatier and more and less helpful in like the rain than a leather angry hoodie? I'm sure it's water treated. Didn't even but... wear a mask for the first like five seasons. Come on. <laughs> he, he just put like a bunch of assassins... black crap around his eyes and put his hood up. He assassins creeds it the yeah. first season. Yeah, wears he... a lot of face makeup. Yeah. He does. Which is really funny when Stephen Amell does like his like his Facebook live thing, like after he's done shooting a scene or something, he's sitting in there, he's still got the makeup on his face. He looks like a I don't know, like a glam rocker. <laughs> I I like how the kid calls the doctor Doctor Mysterio. That's like the name the kid comes up with him. Yeah, I'm like, I think when the doctor is in the United States, that should be what he's known as Doctor Mysterio. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That would be cool. <laughs> Jeez, but yeah, yes, yes. When we get the American openings for Doctor Who, it's gonna be Doctor Mysterio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I good, good, good yeah. grief. Well, anyway, I think we've pretty well hit our time, so let's uh, wrap things up. Yeah. You've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also find us at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash nerdoverloadradio. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can tweet tweets at us at nerd underscore overload, and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload. TV. I almost forgot what it was called. Yep, that's what it is. Uh, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher. And oh, and if you want to play a Christmas game, oh, yeah. starring all of us, yeah, uh, <laughs> nerdoverloadgames.itch.io. There's a game there I made for all of you to enjoy for the holidays. Um, it's kind of past the holidays now, but it's still there if you want to check it out. It's still enjoyable. Yeah, I played a few first couple levels of it. It's really good. Hey, guess Thank what? You. I'm the best character. Uh. <laughs> it's kind of true. You're the yeah. You kind of are the fastest one of the bunch. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next year. Peace out. This show was sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. <laughs>